Hello and welcome to another episode of Words That Inspire. Today we are on uh, part two of our series called Step Into Your Greatness. I am so excited about this. Uh, this is the series that I taught at my uh, No Limits Women's Conference called, a uh, theme was Step Into Your Greatness. And so last week we were able to share um, Jesus' famous words before he left. He said, greater things than these you will do because I go to my Father. And so that tells me that God has great things for you to do. I know we like to think that, you know, all the great work is for someone else and we don't want to see ourselves as great or we don't want to see ourselves stepping into greatness. But it is required of us to step into the greatness because that is why we are here. Uh, the, the, in Genesis, we know that when we were first created, we were created to reign, we were created to rule over everything on this earth. And we know the story about what, what happened with Adam and how he fell, but it has a great ending when Jesus came and he took back everything that Adam had given away. And so now we have no excuse. Uh, we know our role. We know in Jeremiah 29, 11, God already told us that he has plans for us, plans of shalom, wholeness, peace, uh, prosperity, success. That's his plans for us. But on the other hand, we also know the enemy has plans for us. And sometimes we find ourselves in situations that is just not the best. And we have to get to a point where we say enough is enough. We all go through trials and difficulties in life, uh, but as we spoke about in part one, uh, we, we talked about on that with, with Deborah the judge, until they said enough was enough, their life did not change. Nothing turned around for their lives. And so today, wherever you may find yourself in whatever situation, I just want to share with you that it is time for a turnaround in your life. You don't have to stay in the same state, in the same situation. As comfortable, sometimes we even get comfortable in uncomfortable situations. We may not be in the best situation, and at first, we kind of felt like, man, this is not a good situation for me to be in, you know? I should be doing better than this right now. Or I should not be addicted to this. Or I should not be depressed uh, right now. There are things that we're doing that, you know, after a while, we start just becoming complacent. But that is not the ultimate reason. When we read in John uh, 10, verse 10, when it says, Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly to the full until it overflows. And so we know that in order for your life to overflow, for you to be fulfilled, you have to know the purpose and the plan that God has for your life. You have to be walking in it. And Jesus didn't just say, oh, yeah, you guys are going to do okay. You guys are going to do okay things. No, he used the word great. And so as we go through the five steps to stepping into your greatness, we're going to kick off with step two, which is um, to, you have to at least take a step. So
So step one was you had to first make a decision. Step two is take a step. And you, I'm gonna, at the end, I'm going to tell you how you can, uh, if you missed the previous broadcast, how you can get a hold of that. And so as we go through talking about how do we get from where we are to where we belong, to where God has ordained for us to be as his children. And so step two, when we look at the story of Deborah, they finally took a step. They made the decision. Deborah got up and went with Barak, not Barack Obama, Barack in the Bible. <laughs> he was a leader of the army. Uh, it shows that nothing happens. You have to be willing to move, and even if you are afraid. So I know we talked about how Deborah was so brave, and she made a step, and I know I'm asking you to take a step out of your comfort zone, but sometimes many of us are afraid. We're thinking, okay, how am I going to eat, you know? You know, what am I going to do next? Uh, how is that person going to, if I, you know, if I go to this person, I tell them this, how are they going to look at me? How is the world going to view me? You know, we worry about all types of things that we shouldn't really be worried about. But we're going to find out how we can actually work through it. So, although Deborah was brave, Gideon was not. We're still in the book of Judges, chapter 6. So, here comes this other guy, the children of Israel. They made some bad choices, and they found themselves in a bad situation. So sometimes, even though the situation or the reason you might find yourself in a situation uh, could be your fault, God is merciful. He is still waiting for you to cry out to him. He knows all your mistakes. It's not a, it's not a secret. And he doesn't love you any less for it. He just wants you to cry out to him and come to him so that he can help you because that's that's what he does he's a gracious and loving God and so we look and we saw the same situation uh, it said the people were made weak before the Medians and they cried out to Jehovah and the Lord sent them a prophet to tell them um, you know this is the reason why you found yourself in that situation so sometimes we find ourselves in a situation and we don't even want to admit or take blame and or take responsibility uh, for that situation. And so for them, they needed to at least know, okay, this is what I did. However, on the flip side, sometimes you find yourself in a situation and it's not even your fault. You are, sometimes you, you're carrying somebody else's burden or somebody else did something to you. And so in either situation, God is merciful and he still wants to bring you out. Whether it's your fault or it's someone else's fault, he still wants to bring you out because we still have a mandate to step into the great things that he has called us for. So take a moment and think about what struggle or it used to be a struggle to you, and it may all of a sudden feel commonplace to you. What is something that you have been struggling with that you think it's time for you to make that decision to say enough is enough? And so once you know you have that situation, it's time to make a step. And so even though you're fearful, as we read about Gideon, he was extremely fearful. He did not want to... He was comfortable where he was. He was hiding out. 
because the enemy was trying to, um, you know, attack them and keep them down and didn't want them to be soldiers, didn't want them to be warriors. And so his, his job was just to hide out. He didn't want to stand out from the crowd for them to, to get to him. So he was happy and complacent where he was. But how many of you know that complacent is not where God has for us? He always wants us to move to another level. We always have to move up to another level. The only thing that keeps us back from moving to another level is ourselves and our mindsets. But we're going to go through those. I don't want to go ahead of myself. We're going to go through those. So the amazing thing to know, as I touched on mindset, is to know that God uses your struggles as your stepping stone. That's number one. That's a new way to look at your current struggle. The enemy wants to use your struggle to bring you down, to basically to kill you. He doesn't want you. He doesn't want you happy. He doesn't want you prospering. But God wants to use the struggle that the the thing that the enemy thought he was going to use to totally destroy you, and it may have destroyed someone else, but you're still standing here today. He wants to use it as your stepping stone. Number two, he wants to use your struggle or your trials to strengthen you. And three, he wants to use your failures to help you trust in him. You see, your struggles, your trials, and your failures are things that the enemy wants to use to destroy you. But we want to change our mindset. Even like Gideon, because he didn't have this mindset, he was fearful at first. But it's okay. Even if we are fearful at first, uh, that's why God gave us his word. So he can encourage us. He can inspire us to to uh, move from where we are to step into the great, the greater things that he has for us. So once Gideon was able, once God was able to shift Gideon's mindset, then he was able to get somewhere with Gideon. Because at first Gideon was like, no, I'm not going. These were his excuses. Gideon proceeded to tell God all the things about himself as if God didn't know. So Gideon said, look, I am weak. Gideon told God, you know, I'm from the least of the tribe of whichever tribe he was from. And then he said, even though his tribe is the weakest, his family is even the weakest, he was finding all the excuses. These are all the things he was saying to himself. And that was the reason he couldn't step into his greatness. And here it is, God is trying to call him into that new dimension, that new level. And instead of saying, okay, God, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take you up on this. I'm going to step into my greatness. He proceeded to say all the reasons why he can't. And we're no different from Gideon. Because how many of you right now is saying, you know, what is she talking about, about being great? I'm good where I am. That's how Gideon felt. But even as his mindset shifted when he heard God's word, I pray that your mindset will shift as well as you listen to God's word. And so Gideon, he had his set of excuses. So what is yours? Yours could be, well, I'm not educated. I'm not financed. I can't go out and start this um, ministry or start this business. You might say, you know what? I don't have the opportunity because of where I live, 
we have a limited opportunity. You could say, you know, no one loves me, nobody likes me. You can say, well, I'm too overweight. You know, you can come up or underweight. You know, we can come up with all kinds of reason to not step into the greatness that God has called us for. Uh, but you know what's so amazing? Even though Gideon came up with all these um, falsehoods, he didn't say what God said because we know that in God in the scripture, God says, let the weak say, I am strong. So here go G Gideon talking about, I am weak. God never said, let the weak say, I am weak. He said, let the weak say, I am strong. He wants you to speak uh, your future because your tongue is a creative force. You are what you say you are. Jesus says, uh, as a man thinketh, so is he. So whatever you think you are, that's what you're going to speak out. So we need to, to put on the mind of Christ and realize who we really are. So here goes Gideon talking about uh, how he sees himself instead of talking about how God sees him. But no worries. Even though we're, we might not be at that place yet with the right mindset, God is still prodding us along trying to get us to that next level. And so what I love was the, the response uh, that God gave. It was so classic. God said in verses 14, after Gideon had his whole spiel about how he's not worthy, God said, go in the strength of yours. That was it. Instead of saying, yes, Gideon, I, you know, I understand you feel you're weak. God didn't even entertain that because God knows that those words wasn't even from him. So he just went straight to the punches. He said, go in the strength of yours. Because we know the scripture says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So because God's spirit is in us, course we are strong because God is strong his spirit is makes us strong so God knew that and he's trying to let Gideon know that and so he told Gideon go in the strength of yours and so that kind of seems like what God did say go in you know go in God's strength he said go in yours because he wanted Gideon to know who was in him and that's the same he wants for us today so you are stronger than your current situation whatever your situation is However, however great it seems, you need to know that you are stronger than it because of who is in you. Greater is he that is in you. So, you may say, but I was abandoned, I was neglected, I was abused. It could have been sexually abused, emotionally abused. Um, you may say, man, I dropped out, you know, I messed up. What, whatever it is that may be coming to your mind, just like with Gideon, God is saying, go in the strength of yours. Go in the strength of yours. If he's given you something for you to do, we're not going to let anything from the past hinder you from stepping forward with like the three steps I gave. You, you're going to let your trials be your step, your stepping, your struggle is going to be your stepping stool. That's your stones for you to get from one level to the next. It's not for you to stay in the same place. If you're going to stay in the same place, I don't know why Jesus came, right? He came to so that he can make a path back to the Father 
so that you can pray to the Father and you can have a relationship with the Father. And that's where forgiveness comes in. You, you repent and you turn and you say, okay, Lord, let's do this. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be a whole, we make the gospel much more complicated than it really is. And so instead of repeating all those things to ourselves, what we need to remember is that you are sent. You are chosen for and with a purpose. So if you want to say that with me, I am sent, I am chosen for and with a purpose. And that is despite everything that has happened to you or despite anything that has happened because of you, you have to know that you are sent. What was really interesting about this was when God told Gideon, I am with you, O mighty man of valor. So valor in the Hebrew right there was the word, is the word, chayil, C-H-A-Y-I-L. And chayil in the Hebrew means wealth, strength, power, might, riches. It means strong, it means forces. Those are all the words, that one word when God told Gideon, uh, while Gideon was hiding, Gideon didn't turn around yet, and he didn't get God's mindset yet. This is the word God used to him while he was still thinking he was weak. God says, I am with you, O mighty man of valor. That's verse 12. And so imagine how Gideon was feeling, and God says, hey, you, you wealthy person, you strong, you powerful, mighty, rich guy. That doesn't sound anything like what Gideon was saying about himself. And that's what God wants to uh, speak over you as well. This is how God sees his children. This is the character of the God that we serve. He's such a good father that this is how he sees his children despite how difficult it is sometimes for his children to see themselves the way that their father sees them. And so... As we go down further, we realize that it was only after God was able to tell Gideon and change Gideon's mindset and view and self-image that God was finally able to tell Gideon what it is he needed him to do. Because God knew that Gideon could not receive those instructions until he truly knew who he was. So some of you may not know your purpose in life. You may not, you may have a dream, but you're not sure about it. Uh, you know, the reason why many of us don't know our purpose is because we don't know who we are. So the first step for us is we have to know just who we are. And the only way you can know who you are is to go to the person who created you. And, um, and we know that he said, before you were born, he, he conceived you, he formed you, and he, he planned out your whole life for you before you were even born. But a lot of times we, we go our own way, we go our own direction, listening to uh, bad company or bad advice, or just being selfish, trying to do our own thing, not realizing that, listen, the person who created you created a good life for you. And just to make sure you enjoy that good life, he sent his son 
so that he could say, listen, when you mess up, this is where you can go so you can get redeemed, you can get redemption, you can get rid of guilt because you can go to him, you can repent, you can say, wow, man, I really messed up today. You know, I'm really sorry. Let me, let me try to do better tomorrow. Right? That's, that's, a, that's the point of it. We don't stay in the mess that we're in. If we're going to step into greatness, we can't stay in the mess that we're in, whether somebody put us in the mess or we created the mess. And so once Gideon was able to know who he truly was, then God was able to say, hey, he unrolled, unraveled a dream, the great plan right before his eyes. And so Gideon, in verse 34, he made that decision because of his new mindset when God said, okay, Gideon, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to use you. I know, you, I know what you said you thought you were, but I call you Chayil, which is a man of valor. This is what you're going to do. And so God gave him the entire plan how to get his entire nation set free. Now imagine you're just a regular person just sitting down, minding your own business, and God is telling you, listen, you're going to deliver an entire nation. And you're thinking, what? Who, me? All God needs is just one man to say yes, or one woman to say yes. And then in verse 34, um, as Gideon made the decision to step, it says, the Spirit of God enveloped him. And Gideon said, if you'll use my hands, um, he wanted, he said, give me proof. But we see here what's so important is if, if Gideon didn't say yes and didn't say, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll go, although he wasn't so sure because it says he's still saying if, um, we, we could see that humanly speaking, Gideon couldn't do that big thing. We see that as soon as he said yes, however, God's, the Spirit of God enveloped him. So what God does is once you say yes to the situation, he anoints you for that. He gives you everything you need to get that job done. So don't turn around and say, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. He will, if God gave you for you to do it, he will ensure that you have everything that you need to accomplish everything that he sent you to accomplish. And so Gideon gives us hope because after all that conversation with God, he still was doubting. He was still saying if. So some of you tonight might be saying, ah, well, I don't really know if God's going to really forgive me and, and use me after I've done all of this mess I've made of my life. Is God going to truly use me right now? And well, we see with Gideon, God went ahead and said, okay, if you want proof that I'll use you, I'll go along with it. So God went along with it and gave him, the, gave him the proof that, listen, I will indeed use you. So let's not be like Gideon. Let's just believe. We don't need to go through all that hoopla. <laughs> let's just believe God for what he says. So just like Gideon did, he finally gave in. He finally said, okay, Lord, I hear you loud and clear. Let's do this. And so now, as he got ready to go to the next step, we find out that what it's going to be is step three. 
which is gather your team. So he started working, but it couldn't happen until he made that first step. So he made first the decision, and then he he made that step. He said, listen, if you use me, let's go ahead, let's do this. So Gideon went ahead, and he made the first step. So what is that one thing that you were telling yourself you couldn't do all along? I want you to go ahead and make the, f make the decision to make the first step into the greatness and the great things that God has for you. And so next week we're going to talk more about how to gather your team because you're going to need support. I am Janice, your inspirational coach, and we will be continuing this series. So stay tuned. As and also, you can go on my podcast, and I'll be sharing the podcast information at the end so that you can follow up with all the other um, radio shows that you may have missed so you can catch up with those. All right, I will see you again next time.